And lastly, because I'm a bloody um, relationship coach, mm-hmm. I recommend make love with your partner. Well, <laughs> that works for me. I'm sure it works for most people, right? <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, today we have Ingrid... Galloway, all the way from Sydney, Australia, and she is a relationship coach and the chief relaxation officer of Kayunga. Kayungan. Kayungan? Kayungan. I had a feeling I was going to not do that right. Kayungan Relationship Coaching and Spa. Today, we're going to be talking about relaxation tips while, you know, for being under quarantine, because I'm sure... I'm stressed out, and I'm sure most of you guys are stressed out during this time. And by the way, if you keep hearing that bling, 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 do you hear that on your end? No. Okay, listeners, if you hear that on your end, that means people are subscribing to my Twitch channel, which is good. And anyways, yes, we're going to talk today about how to get through this quarantine time and relaxation tips for us to mellow out and relax and with a happier lifestyle. So let me start with this. First, can you please tell us what is Kayangan? Right. Kayangan means heaven. So it came from uh, the ancient Javanese language. Mm -hmm. I came from Jakarta, uh, which is in the island of Java, Indonesia. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, so uh, that name um, stuck with me for a while because that will be the name of my future uh, retreat. I dream to have a couple's retreat, day spa, and family home in one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so one day that is the name, um, and then I just you know uh, create a stepping stones uh, back to now. Uh, I thought I uh, rebranded my business from Ultimate Care for You to Kayangan to then you know aim for the for the goal, the, the big dream. Okay, so I got it now, and it just took me a long time to finally put this all together. Uh, <laughs> making sure that I'm, I'm looking over here at my, to make sure I don't have any, I'm going to look from time to time, just to let you know if I see anybody questions being asked. But Kayangan isn't, it's just a name that you put for your spa. It's not like a, an actual therapeutic name or a treatment name. Is that correct? No, no. It is the name because I really like the name and the meaning is heaven. Uh, and it relates really uh, well with what I do. Right, yeah. right. Okay, as yeah. As a relationship coach and a, as a spa therapist, um, yeah, that relates really well. Okay, that's great. Yeah, because I was thinking that it was like a type, <laughs> excuse me, a type of therapy. And I was trying to think, okay, like Kayangan therapy. And I was like, okay, what kind no. of therapy is that? It's interesting. <laughs> so I had no idea about that. So I'm no, glad that- it's not a new, new therapy, no. <laughs> right. Tell me about your credentials, about, um, you know, what you are, what you have studied um, and, you know, what has prepared you to be able to practice this. Yeah, sure. So, um, in 1999, I studied Diploma of Health Science, and then I became a spa therapist since then. So, I've been a spa therapist for 21 years. And then, during my healing time from my divorce, I went back to um, college to study counseling and uh, life coaching. And straight away, I knew that I would be a coach, not a counselor, and my niche would be in relationship because mm-hmm. my first marriage, it was an abusive relationship for, uh, sorry, abusive marriage for 10 years. Mm-hmm. And 
yeah, it's just my way of healing myself. In the podcasting community, it is so common that I'm seeing now that women are in abusive relationships and healing themselves or getting treatment or whatever. But that const- that's a thing that I keep seeing over and over now is women being in abusive relationships. So I'm curious for you, since you see and maybe, I don't know if treat is the right word, mm-hmm. consult or counsel, is mm-hmm. that something that is very, very common for women as abusive relationships? Um, depends. I mean, as um, with my clients, not always. Um, I have had uh, women that, you know, uh, suffer um, domestic violence, things like this, not always, but somewhat they uh, feel a little bit of sort of like low confidence, probably because of their upbringing or because they've been bullied in the past before, whether it's uh, from work, uh, maybe, you know, past employers or uh, past partners. Yeah, so not always, but I know that it's there. And in Australia as well, I uh, kept hearing that, oh, wow, during this lockdown time, um, there will be more and more cases of domestic violence. So it's on the rise because, you know, you, you're stuck together yes. and you drive each other's crazy. Right. Yes, especially if you're with the wrong partner. Uh, yes. Right. <laughs> what would you say are the typical types of clients that come to your spa? So stress people definitely. Mm-hmm. Either they're suffering from sort of um, muscle uh, tension or aches and pains, um, high level of stress. So uh, if I give someone a massage, for example, I like to mix that with complementary guided meditation to. Mm-hmm relax them sort of like straight away that's why i call myself chief relaxation officer right. and i often joking to my um, other people you know in my network or my clients why be a ceo of a company if you can be a cro yes <laughs> like love <laughs> do you put that as your maybe you should put that the title cro oh uh, well i already put that in my uh, business cards and everywhere. So when someone received business card, oh, chief relaxation officer, and they love straight away. They love it. <laughs> what techniques that you do, do you think are the most beneficial for clients? Is there a certain thing that you know that, okay, if I do this, it's kind of like, it's generally always going to work for everybody. It's like something that, you know, is kind of like the standard of care for you. Right. So when I do my spa therapy thing, either it's a facial or a massage, um, when they're my private clients, then I offer them the complimentary guided meditation. That Mm -hmm. seems to work the best. I mean, that's my point of difference, really, Mm -hmm. because other massage therapists will not give this uh, for their clients. Uh, They just do the muscle work and, and that's it. Whereby I incorporate... Um, a few things like I bring my own candle to my clients' homes or mm-hmm. hotel rooms, you know, to create that sort of ambience. I really believe on creating such an ambience, relaxing music, and then my technique um, itself. So I uh, say, for example, if people request me to do deep tissue massage, it's not all boot camp sort of style. I give a lot of relaxation uh, into that. 
Okay, so and yeah, so guided meditation definitely one. And when I do couples coaching, for example, I teach them how to massage each other mm-hmm. for relaxation, intimacy, and that is my point of difference compared to some other relationship coach. Um, because I'm I'm marrying my two skills, and they seem to marry really well. Yeah, uh, we're not just talking. Uh, let the couples talk and I listen and we talk but also touching each other yeah let me ask you this with the guided meditation yeah are you giving them the meditation like at the same time as the massage like you're Yes. Doing the massage and you're you know working on muscles and then you're speaking to them and then telling them you know whatever kind of like okay relax this and whatever guided meditation. Yes. Wow, that sounds really interesting. That's because yeah. I wasn't sure if you did the massage first and then the meditation or you intertwine them. But intertwine them sounds really fascinating. Yes. So um, I typically ask them uh, which place of nature that you love the most that relaxes you the most and then when they say either the beach or the mountain or the river then i'll take them there oh that's cool yeah Yeah, that's a great idea how did you come up with that um i don't know i just come up with it (laughs) i think most things are always kind of discovered by accident anyways oh actually come to think about that um one of my best friends, uh, she's in the industry as well, and she was the one that gave the point of difference of giving some sort of guided meditation during her facial. So mm-hmm. she trained me, and then from then on, it's like, oh, I like this style, so I keep uh, doing that. But without a script, like she gave me a script, and mm-hmm. I just wing it. Oh, wow. Okay, so she actually gave you a script, and then you just kind of you know, yes, kind of yes. made it your own. Yeah, she's a yoga teacher as well. So uh, she kind of mixes the facial with uh, mindfulness uh, type of stuff. And uh, yeah, that I, I really love that. Mm-hmm. That started the journey of me giving guided meditation during my client's time. Wow. I'm not sure how I would do this. But I was yeah. wondering if you can give me some kind of, I mean, I don't want to go into meditation, especially live streaming. I don't want to fall asleep, right? But <laughs> No, but you I, just feel a bit more relaxed. That's all. That would be a really good one. <laughs> there's a thing, you know, there's a thing on, um, I don't know if you've heard of this. Have you heard of ASMR? ASMR, no. And I don't I remember what it stands for, but basically um, all these lights, all these light sounds it, yeah. Our brain really responds to them, and it's huge on Twitch. And what people do is they go on Twitch and they just have a, a like a, a stereo microphone with like a left and a right, and they're just kind of like rubbing paper and really and little oh. stuff like this. And it somehow triggers your brain this like relaxation response. So yes. I'm wondering one thing is I'm wondering is when you're actually doing it, do you speak really really softly or whisper? Because whispering is also really huge in ASMR. Well, when I'm uh, doing a guided meditation, we can do one um, here if you like uh, later. Um, I speak on, yes, slower and uh, relaxing sort of voice, you know. Right. Uh, when, I, when I talk like this, I may uh, speak faster and, yeah, okay. just connecting with, with a lower sort of uh, frequency to relax people, so just a little bit different. Okay. But still <laughs> being me, you know? Right. 
All right, let me ask you this. Kind of backtrack. What gave you the decision that you wanted to go into spa therapy? Right. So back in Jakarta, I used to work at um, Clarence Beauty Institute Mm -hmm. as the receptionist there in Grand Hyatt Hotel. That's why when I moved to Australia, uh, once I became a a therapist, then um, I started in Five Star Hotel uh, Day Spas all over Sydney. So that's my background. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, from that experience, I uh, thought that hmm, I don't want just to do the payment from clients, not just receiving phone calls. I actually want to do it. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it was fascinating for me to see the change of face from people going into the treatment room and out the treatment room. I thought, ah, oh, that would be cool to do. Yeah, that's awesome. Did you get your education in Jakarta or did you get it in Australia? In Australia. In Australia. If you live there, for me, it sounds like you have an Australian accent. I wouldn't know what a Jakartian accent would sound like. (laughs) But um, I'm guessing that you lived in Australia quite a long time. Quite a long time, yes. Longer than uh, when I lived in Jakarta, actually. Um, So I've been here since 1996. Okay, yeah. Yes, I'm 45 years old. Right. So I've been here... What? I don't know, 24 years? Something like that, 24. Something 25. like that, yeah. yeah 25 like years, that. yeah. Yeah, so oh, I'm 45. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, for Aussies, mm-hmm. they say that I don't have an Aussie accent because I sounded more like Americans. And um, when I catch an Uber, uh, it's like, oh, where are you from? From uh, US or from Canada or from Hong Kong? I said, none of the above. <laughs> wow, that's interesting. Yeah, I wouldn't... I, yeah. Being a local American, I wouldn't say you have a you know an American accent, right? So it's it's quite uh, soft now because I've been living here for a long time. So yeah, it kind of like international mm-hmm. accent, mix of mix of everything. Uh, you're an international <laughs> woman of mystery. Yeah, <laughs> I like that. Yes. Um, now you had mentioned. I hate to turn, and maybe it won't be, but I hate to turn it. You know, of the interview a little bit dark or sad, but you happen to mention to me that some of your family members have passed mm-hmm. on from the coronavirus. And um, it's interesting to, to hear that again, because where I live in Texas, um, or at least in my city, um, I think we have about a million and a half to two million people. And I think about 50 people have perished from it. Mm-hmm. And it's not like New York City, where I don't know, thousands have, or I don't know how many, it's a lot there. And I think a lot of places in the world, if not at least in the U.S., there's a lot of people that are just kind of starting to like, you know, I don't believe in this anymore or, you know, I don't know if they're all, you know, there's a lot of like conspiracy or, you know, whatever else is going on. But, and I previously interviewed a family, I mean, my friend and him and his whole family actually had the coronavirus. So it's it's a good, and they survived it. But it's a you know yeah. reminder again that you are someone or someone in your family has had it. And um, do you mind sharing anything about that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, between March and April 2020, uh, well, 2020 is, is something else, isn't it? It's just a completely different year uh, to everyone, I guess. Um, so between those three-week periods, I lost four aunties, so my dad's sisters, mm-hmm. um, older sister, younger sisters, 
And uh, yeah, it was pretty hard. I felt like I've been hit by four max. Wow. Because it was just like one after the other, after the other, after the other. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, um, I guess like I'm over here, not in Indonesia. So they're all back in Indonesia. Three of right. them were actually living in the same house. And then another one came to their aid. And unfortunately, it wiped them all. Right. And um, That's your husband. That's my husband, yeah. Hello, <laughs> hubby. <laughs> this is Sorry. Jeff, by the way. Hello. <laughs> he just finished his uh, meeting, I guess. He just had a spa workout. A oh, spa workout, no. no. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I wish. Uh, he wished. He just had a massage. I should, that's the part of the phone now. Okay. Uh, he's in Texas. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh. Right. Okay. Sorry, um, going back to uh, what I said. What did I say? Can you refresh my memory? Uh, you said that three of your aunts were living together and one came yeah. over to assist them and she ended up catching it too. I'm assuming yes. they were all maybe in their 70s or, <laughs> or 80s or... Uh, so they're between 60 to 76 years old. Were they healthy before? or Do they have any health problems like... Oh, were they obese or diabetes or were they just, you know, was there any other contributing factors? Well, they, they were on the chubbier side, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, but not like morbidly obese. Um, one just had a, uh, either a hip replacement or a knee replacement. I can't remember, to be honest. Uh, she's the 76 year old one, the eldest. And uh, the rest reasonably sort of healthy but as you know uh, from 60 years and older they fall into the uh, fragile sort of uh, category or high risk right yes okay. so i uh, we we didn't know where the first one um, caught it from right um but yeah it was what it was it was quite chaotic for my extended family members to organize everything and um, especially Indonesian um, culture, they like to gossip a lot. So I guess to a degree, uh, my family members would like to contain it so it doesn't sort of like explode. Otherwise, the neighbors and the whole uh, community kind of like talk about it and worry um, about it, create fear. So we didn't want to create that. We try to keep it a little bit quiet. But now... You know, time has passed. I think um, it's okay to talk about it because grief is part of grief. Is you need to to um, talk about it, and you need yeah. to release sort of like your your sadness, your anxiety. Otherwise, you are stuck in the grief mode, mm-hmm. which is not very healthy uh, for a long sort of period of time. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, where are there? You know, I know you don't live there, but. Are there a lot of people in Indonesia, you know, um, testing positive for the coronavirus? Do you have any information about that? Not uh, in terms of numbers, I don't. Probably because they don't have enough uh, test kits as well. So even the first uh, couple of my aunties, they didn't get the uh, coronavirus test yet but mm-hmm. from listening to the symptoms uh, we we knew that it was you know right. so they got the ct scan or whatever scan the result wasn't good um but yeah we we already had a 90 percent feeling that 
it was that. Okay, yeah, yeah. that's interesting. Yeah. I when if you don't if you know any of the details and if you don't mind me asking, I, what hit my mind and I just wanted to say this is I don't think gossip is an Indonesian thing. I think it's a <laughs> I think that's just a human thing. It's all over the human planet. Thing, that's right. It's planetary yeah. wide. But um <laughs> And I don't want. I don't hope we don't seem gossipy. I just want to. Know, I'm just curious. Did they go and get on ventilators, or did they just end up staying at home and trying to get over it, and just you know, kind of didn't make it? Did they? Yeah, did so they go to the hospital? They, yeah, initially they stayed at home, mm-hmm. um, but eventually they got into hospital. Did they wind up on ventilators? Do you know if they did or did not? Uh, the first two, no. The yeah. last two, eventually, yes. Okay, that's terrible. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry yeah, for your loss. Thank you. Mm-hmm. There are not enough uh, ventilators anyway, as uh, many uh, healthcare workers in America complain about PPE and whatnot and mm-hmm. lack of ventilators. The same thing in Indonesia. Yeah. And one day I watch a... Uh, YouTube video, well, from Facebook anyway, because I'm, I'm more in Facebook than in YouTube. Um, I saw this video interview between Indonesian uh, newsreader and an ambulance driver. Mm-hmm. And he, back then, he was like crying in the interview. It was very touching for me because he cried, oh, come on, people, just stay at home. I wanted to uh, go up to the top of my ambulance and with a megaphone, screaming to everyone because back then in Jakarta the street was still packed yeah um, I don't know whether you've been to Jakarta before no, but the, the level of traffic that we have over there is just mind-blowing traffic everywhere right right even during the so-called lockdown period um, people encourage people to stay at home uh, a lot of people still making uh, traffic jams so you know come on people just stay at home. Uh, because I really want to go back to my family. There's many people in a day that I had to take to the uh, cemetery uh, because of COVID. So, of course, they they need to wear, you know, protective gear and whatnot and just constantly working, digging up grave and delivering bodies, COVID bodies, to the cemetery. Mind you, my uh, aunties, four of them, were cremated straight away. Right. Um, and uh, their body, uh, well, uh, the coffin, well, before they, they were cremated, so the body got uh, wrapped in plastic, mm-hmm. put in a coffin, the coffin got plastic, uh, wrapped in plastic, and then they transfer it to the cemetery, uh, sorry, no, to the cremation uh, place. Right. Yeah. And without any family members uh, witnessing, I mean, you wouldn't think that uh, when you die that no no one will be present. Not no one, because the, the officials from uh, those places were there uh, to help with the cremation, but no family members, you know? So uh, it was rather heartbreaking to see that's the end of their life. Who would have predict that it would be like that? Right. And I guess you, since no one goes, it's just like they can, do they just call you on the phone and say, hey, if you want some ashes, come pick them up, or you don't even get yeah. ashes. It's just like... I know. With the first um, that passed, uh, because it went so quickly, we didn't think quick enough to ask them to save the ashes. Right. So with the first one, there were, yeah, there's nothing. 
right. left of her. Yeah, with the other three, we managed to ask them to keep the ashes. So one day we'll we'll do some sort of ceremonial thing. Right. Yeah, to celebrate their lives, so to speak. Right. Um, let me ask you this. I just don't know what you know what every every country's religion is, but I thought is Indonesia. Um, is it a mix or is it a predominantly Muslim country or is it so, a Christian country? I thought it was a Muslim country. It's not a Muslim country, but it has the biggest Muslim population in the world. Wow. Because yeah. the government recognizes five uh, religions. So uh, Muslim, uh, Christian, Catholic, Buddhism, and Hindu. Okay. Yeah. That's and why we don't call... Uh, ourselves um, a Muslim country. Right. Well, that's good. At least they allow you know people to make at least five choices. Yes. Better than nothing. <laughs> right? Yes, but uh, more, privi- more privilege for the Muslims mm-hmm. compared to the others. Right. Do you mind sharing what... Re- I, you know, I'm just curious what religion you are. I would assume you're probably spiritual, but I could be wrong. And what, what <laughs> I'm a Christian, but more spiritual nowadays. Right. Yeah. And, your, and your aunt and family, what were they? Your aunt's Christian. Past- Christian? Okay, interesting. <laughs> and I don't know, you know if they were Muslim... I guess what doesn't matter, and at these times, it doesn't matter what your religion is. You're just kind of going in a box and in the in the fire, and that's it. That's it. Yes. Yeah, it doesn't matter until that, you know, which is yeah. Terrible. I feel that this coronavirus thing become a great level leveler right. for for people simply, you know. Uh, ashes to ashes. It doesn't matter whether you're a president. Doesn't matter where you top. A celebrity, top politician, you know, uh, richest man on earth. Doesn't matter. Yeah. You know, everyone end up being the same. You're hit by this virus, and boom. You know, either you survive or you don't. Right. Yeah. Interesting is that I saw earlier, maybe about a few weeks ago, Madonna had said something like that. I don't know if you yeah. saw that. She was like, kind of a weird video. She was in her bathtub and she was making, she made comments. But one of the things that she said is she said it was like, this is the great leveler of all. Doesn't matter who you are. And I don't know what else she had said, but you know, the general public wasn't too happy with her. Yeah. Which is pretty normal for Madonna anyways. <laughs> right? Yes, I I can really relate to Madonna. Mind you, I I haven't watched that uh, snippet, as you mentioned, Mm -hmm. but uh, she's a rebel. I'm a rebel uh, at heart, so yeah, I can relate to her in that way, and I love her music too. That's great. All right, so let's give the audience what they came for, which is give us some relaxation tips uh, for being at home and being quarantined. Right. So, number one, um, well, I typically love having a spa treatment, like a massage. Okay. So, now I can teach you how to do your self-massage. So, you can do it at home, just in case, where you are. Mm -hmm. uh, You cannot call in a professional massage therapist to come to do in-home massage just yet. Over here, we just, um, our lockdown rules has been uh, relaxed. So now we can actually call a a massage therapist to come to your home to give you a massage. But um, unfortunately, massage parlors are not open yet. So I jokingly said to my clients, no happy endings for you, Mm -hmm. for you, or for you. (laughs) Too bad. 
<laughs> Too bad. How sad. Yes. Um, so uh, let me ask you this. So, if you, yeah. it sounds like you can do private at people's residences. Is the yes. therapist having to wear a mask? Well, some of my colleagues do. Mm-hmm. I choose not to, you know, because I'm not fearful of this thing. Uh, it's much better in Australia compared to in America anyway. Um, I am just cautious. So I ask them to clean some of their stuff that I will be uh, touching, like bathroom doors or uh, tap, you know, bathroom tap, toilet, because I'll be using them. Right. Uh, so I'm, I'm just a little bit cautious, but not fearful. Right. Yeah. Okay. So it depends. Yeah, it's interesting. I don't know how it is over there, but over here, they've got like the system down where um, like if you go to the grocery store, yeah, you they have it set up where you don't touch them. It's kind of like, we'll bag your groceries for, don't bring, so some people bring like their own bags. You can't bring your own bags. They can just kind of scan your card from a distance and everything's from a distance so you don't have to touch each other. And it was interesting that you'd pointed out that, okay, please clean your door handles um, your uh, whatever else, your but then you're right. But then you're going to be, but then you're going to be touching the person. So is I it know like how what's the point? <laughs> Unless how you do make you them social get, distance from your client, right? Right. Are you going to? No way. I'm going to be apart from my client, like two meters apart. There's no way. So right. that's why that's the the conflict there. If you are brave enough to do it, if you're willing to take the risk, um, I guess mm-hmm. uh, that's why we need to know whether you're well. Uh, so pre-screening question is: Have you been um, overseas uh, mm-hmm. lately? Mm-hmm. Well, travel ban anyway. So we know that. <laughs> almost nobody will travel over, overseas anyway. And then, uh, have you been well right. lately? Yeah. yeah. You know, what's interesting is that my friend that I um, interviewed that had coronavirus, yeah. what was interesting is that he would say, you know, I would feel terrible and then I would feel good. And then I would feel terrible and I would feel good. It's completely different. Like if you get a cold or a flu, you would just, you kind of, you get bad, you feel terrible and then you, then you get better and it's over. So yes. when he would feel, he would feel, when he felt good, he would take his temperature and he thought he was fine, but he would still have a temperature of like a hundred, 101. Mm. And then the next day he'd get terrible again. And then the next day he'd feel good again. And, he, and then he would think he's over it. But if you actually took his temperature, he was still feverish. Yeah. So I was just thought maybe you might want to, I don't know, bring a thermometer with you and just in case. And, um, and, and just another side note is kind of to, to add to that is I, and being in YouTube, I add, a, I, I do a lot of business with China and yeah. I, have, I have befriended a guy in China that sends me products and he had to go, he's a European guy living in China, working there. I guess he had yeah. kind of does the English translations for their products or something as well as yeah. some other marketing. But, um, what he was saying is he had to, when he would go to work every day when he, you know, they went back to work finally, they would wear the mask and they would be taking their temperatures at work. Mm. But anyway, so we can do self-massage as you were saying, right? Yes. Self-massage. So you can kind of do some of this. Yeah, yeah definitely. Say, uh, for example, um, I've been training, uh, doing a group coaching workshop for healthcare um, workers because I really appreciate what they do, especially after my family tragedy. So uh, part of my group workshop is I teach um, people how to self-massage. For example, like this. So if you can 
put your hands like so, and then you put on top of your head. Oh, you have your head. Oh, it's okay. I'll, work <laughs> I'll go like this. Here we go. Okay, sweet. Awesome. So if you can do circular motions like that. Yeah. So moving your scalp like so. Yes. Nice. That to feels the left good. a little bit. To the left a little bit. Uh huh. And then to the right a little bit. Right. And then if you can uh, touch your or uh, push your occipital points, I'll show you where they are. Just like here. Those two points. So circular motion there and then to the middle occipital point, which is right there, right there in the middle. And do that again. And to the middle. So a couple of movements like so, uh, especially when you are uh, in front of a computer for a long time, you know, you start getting headaches and uh, tension, uh, that sort of movement help. And also, um, Num so number one is self-massage. There are plenty more uh, movements, definitely. Mm -hmm. um, especially if you join my uh, group coaching workshop, Relax, Train, Create, then uh, you'll learn more. And secondly, uh, if you are lucky enough to have a bathtub, have a bath. You know, like um, yeah. maybe some of your family members or friends gifting you Christmas gift uh, bath crystals. But hey, I've never used those. <laughs> right. Maybe now is the time to use it. No, I think that's a great idea. Yeah. Because through skin, our uh, body can absorb the minerals from the salt. Mm -hmm. Especially if you add some uh, droplets of essential oils as well, make the aroma um smells great it will change um, how your brain function make it more relaxed and also your body will absorb the magnesium and other uh, minerals that the bath salt offers yeah have you heard of these things that they have these um uh, i don't know really what they call them but they have these tanks that you can it's kind of became popular for a while. It's when you said magnesium, it made me think of them. It's kind of like you, in an egg or something, it's totally dark, but you're floating in, I think, like magnesium water. Uh, yeah, so flotation tank, they right. have, in, yeah, high, like, high level of salt, so intense salt. Therefore, you float, kind of like when you're in the Dead Sea. Right. Do you have one of those at your spa? Uh, no, no, I only have one room here. But uh, in our local uh, community, we do have a float center. Oh, okay, great. Yes. Um, obviously, I'm not in Sydney, but at your facility, do you, is your facility like part of a facility where a bunch of people use the space? Or do you have like your own standalone building? Or how is that set up? Um, I have my clinic room. Uh, so there's one room. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yes, uh, the therapist is me, and I have a couple of other uh, practitioners as well that come uh, when there's a need for it mm -hmm. in the one room. And then we go out to clients' uh, homes, hotel rooms, mm -hmm. 
offices. Well, unfortunately, corporate massage is mm-hmm. uh, definitely dead yeah. at the moment. Yeah, course, yeah. <laughs> Everyone stays at home, so right. no work that way. That's okay. And then online, especially right. with my coaching, relationship coaching, group coaching, mm-hmm. um, it becomes online now. Yeah. Uh, pivoting. It almost seems like to me that there are kind of two different services that you would be offering. The massage and the relaxation, the massage and the guided meditation is kind of like one service. Mm-hmm. And then coaching would be kind of almost like a completely different service. Or are you somehow combining those together? Yes, I combine those together. That's what makes me unique. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. So yeah. would you just like, I mean, would they get. While they're getting the massage, would they be getting the guided meditation and the coaching, or would that be like on a separate day, or how would that work? Uh, well, massage combined with guided meditation, definitely, but because I have the coaching skills, so when they spill their guts to me, which happened, right? Yes. Uh, we spill our guts during having our hair cut, or having our nails done, or massage done, mm-hmm. Um then I will know how to respond. So a lot of other therapists that uh, may not be equipped with this sort of skill, like listening skill, asking questions skills, then mm-hmm. uh, they probably can't uh, respond accordingly. Mm-hmm. And during my coaching sessions, I can incorporate guided meditation as well to make people relax because most clients are highly stressed people. Right. Uh, some may be depressed, some may be anxious, um, and I have different sort of meditation that help with that, depending where they are. Okay, interesting. Yeah. Um, is there a most common relationship problem that you see time and time again? Definitely communication. Hmm. Yes. So not understanding your partner's uh, communication style, um, how they show their love and, you know, what they need. Uh, Well, top three um, relationship breakup cause are infidelity, Hmm. communication and money. Like I'm not the expert on money, but even with money issue can stem from the lack of communication that you share about money, you know, right. with your partner. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought I thought I've heard or read before somewhere that money was like the number one problem. Yeah. So uh, top three, definitely. Definitely top three. Yeah. Um, okay. So you do counseling. Uh, relationship coaching. counseling, you do relaxation. Not massage. counseling. Oh, not counseling, not I'm counseling. sorry. Coaching. Coaching, coaching yes. sorry. Coaching, you do the relaxation and guided meditation. Are there any other services that you provide? Um, I sell candles as well because, well, that's, that's product. So that's part of my offerings to my client because uh, to me, candles and home decor create that relaxing or romantic ambience right so the romantic side of things uh, it's great for couples uh, the relaxation side of things great for singles or couples as well that's that's highly stressed yeah all right this yeah. i'm going to switch gears on you a little bit i as yeah. trying to learn more about you i looked at your facebook page quite a bit and i noticed yeah. that you post a lot of delicious food on your page <laughs> Have you been stalking me online? That's yeah. it, that you're allowed. I'm, stalking your ki- I'm just stalking your kitchen. 
I'm wishing that I, I'm wishing that I could come to your house and eat. You invite me for dinner. It's just a long, it's a long flight. But what is that? Another passion for you, cooking? Since you post quite a bit about it. Yes, I will share you my purpose. So my purpose statement is: I'm here to uh, support and inspire others. Mm-hmm. Um, in the ways that I can, especially through my passions, which are therapy, food, and music. Okay. And that's where the food comes from. So I've been posting breakfast food, uh, what we do at home for for years now. Wow. Um, And recently I joined a breakfast wars group created Mm. by one of my friends. And yeah, it's just, I don't know, second nature. Yeah, do would you would you ever considering cooking as a business? Cooking as a business, no. No, I I love food. I love eating, but I'm not a very uh, savvy sort of uh, cook. Yes, I cook simply, um, and my expertise, I guess, recycling food. So <laughs> leftovers. What what can I turn leftover yeah. from last night That's into great. something? else <laughs> right that's great um, so i don't waste food that's perfect i mean you don't want to waste food and if you're you know you can put something together and create something you know that's fantastic um let me ask you this let me get back to this what do you think are the barriers to intimacy in a relationship barriers um again communication communication and not being present uh is also a big thing. So your head is full of, for example, work or maybe uh, homeschooling. You know, now, nowadays, mm-hmm. homeschooling. I'm just so glad that next week our kids will be able to go back to school oh. full time again. Oh, wow. So they're going to go back yeah. to school. That's very interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, I guess, coronavirus, whatever, it's not that big in Australia. Well, it was it was something back mm-hmm. then. But then we uh, got into lockdown pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and I guess people follow the rules and whatnot. Um, and therefore, you know, by working together, we can uh, slowly, slowly ease into um, the freedom that we all crave for. So now, yeah, from next week in New South Wales, uh, so my state. We are going to go back to school full time, whereby Queensland, another state, they already gone back to school from two weeks ago. Oh, inter- oh interesting. Are they yeah. finding anything with children getting, you know, becoming positive? Or I guess it seems to be okay if they're going to open up your state. Yeah, it seems to be okay. A couple of cases previously it was the teachers uh, getting the. Uh, coronavirus, not necessarily the kids. Right. And I'm wondering, Uh, when they do go back to school, is there anything, I mean, is it just normal classroom? Like here, I mean, you're going to have 20 to 30 kids all in one room. Are they still doing that there? Or are they trying to like put half as many kids in? Is there any changes or is it just back to standard school? I guess back to standard school from next week. But uh, this week and last week, our kids just going back to school one day a week. So still practicing social distancing, obviously, uh, you know, a part of the classroom goes on Monday mm-hmm. and then the next part goes on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and then on Friday, uh, they're in Zoom together. So there's no no class. Oh, interesting. Yeah, that's also probably yeah. interesting too because 
since we're in the opposite um, weather patterns, right? You know, you are just about to start winter. That's right. Yeah, it's feeling really rather cold sometimes here. Yeah. Right, and we're just about to start summer, so where the kids are next week. My kids, that's their last week of school, anyways, and then they're out. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yours, do, you, do they have a winter break or when? Like here, we have a traditionally a summer break, which is approximately three months. It's kind of like June through August. And then yeah. the rest of the year they go to school, except they get a little mini break during the Christmas holidays. In Australia, how is it set up there? Is it kind of the same way where they take off during the summer or, or uh, they go year round? No, uh, we only have two weeks for each term. So two weeks school holiday for each term. And then uh, during Christmas, that's the longest break. So around about two months or almost two months. Two months. And then that's summer for you guys. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So December, definitely summer for us. Okay. So, okay. That's interesting. All right. So let me get back to what we were talking about here. I get sidetracked a lot, right? If you, if you, but I just, you know, I, I, in our conversation, it's just like, you know, I'm hanging out with a friend here and I just kind of start talking about whatever, you know, and, um, and I'll, I'll pull back to that. So, Let's see if we got all our tips for stress management. We got relaxation. We've got baths. You have anything? Any other tips? So the baths, and then uh, the self massage. You can do your own self massage. And one day, when you are able to call a, a massage therapist, come to your home, then I would uh, recommend for you to get the whole, you know, reboot. Kind of like you're a car, right. put it into mechanic, uh, right. get it serviced. Right. 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 Um, and then number three would be uh, to shake your silly out. I call it shake your silly out. So okay. just dance boogie to a loud sort of music with your partner or with yourself, with your kids, um, because you have a lot of pent up energy now, you know, bunker down mm -hmm. 24-7 in the house. So let it all out, yeah. you know, and dance like nobody's watching. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. yeah that's a good idea. Yeah, I like that. Yes. Um, and then um, number four, I would recommend humor. Yes, okay, at the moment you can't go to a comedy bar, for example, but mm -hmm. you can access it through um, online. So just uh, sit on your couch or go to your bed with a pack of popcorn or something like that, a beer in your hand, and just laugh, you know. Yeah. Uh, that will uplift your spirit. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, like they say, laughter is, you know, some of the best medicine, right? Yes, yes, yes. And lastly, because I'm a bloody um, relationship coach, mm -hmm. I recommend make love with your partner. Well, <laughs> that works for me. I'm sure it works for most people, right? <laughs> well, it, you know, your body will release endorphins, mm -hmm. happy hormones. Mm -hmm. You become happier and more loving. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I mean, you know, because as I said, I don't think anybody's going to disagree with that, <laughs> unless it's an obligation. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's my tips. <laughs> that's good. Thank you. Uh, let me ask you this: So, what projects are you working on right now that you would like um, the public to know about? Yes. Yeah, so lately, I've been connecting with um, a bunch of healthcare workers, mm -hmm. and uh, we do this relax, dream, create workshop. So it's a group coaching workshop uh, to de-stress people, um, so make them more relaxed and allow them to dream 
the future that they deserve and create a vision board whereby you can start manifesting the future that you want um, through creating a visual sort of tool to remind you of your source of inspiration. I'll, I'll show you my vision board, for example. Interesting. Yeah, can you see that? Mm -hmm. Right. So in here, I have my top three highest values. So my um, future couples retreat, mm -hmm. okay? It has a day spa there. Um, so it's an urban sanctuary. It's an oasis retreat center. And um, I want to get ahead in business and in life because work or business is my top one uh, value. Mm -hmm. And then secondly, relationship. Just over here uh, with couples getting married, you know, mm -hmm. love is in the air, mm -hmm. uh, that one, love is in the air, mm -hmm. uh, because I value my relationship highly. And mm -hmm. then number three is my home. So that kind of like include the picture of, well, a bath. I would love to have a bath at the moment. We don't because we're renting. Mm -hmm. And then food. Guess what? I love food. And that comes under home for me. Right. Um, so my top three values, I put it there. This is me feeling zen, chill, calm. Um, I operate from my heart. And funny enough, my business is uh, healing people's heart. Uh, one thing that is missing at the moment is money. So I'm on a mission to um, bring more money because uh, with money, I can create this. It's my yeah. dream. Yes. And... Uh, I like this. It's not selfish to give yourself as much as you give off yourself. Yeah, I like that too. Yeah, especially when you're a healthcare worker, you work so much for others. And yes. sometimes you forget that you are important too. Right. I agree with that. Um, yes. Can I ask you a question? This is kind of, well, it's not really off topic, but I'm just curious and I don't know how the, the money translates back and forth between American dollars and Australian dollars, yeah. but what does a massage cost in Australia? Uh, it depends. Um, everybody charges differently. Say, for example, I charge uh, $140 for 90 minutes. For 90 minutes. Okay. Yeah. So... And um, so, and I don't know, you know, that's the only problem is I'm like, okay, what is the comparison of 140 Australian dollars to an 140 American dollars, right? Is the Australian dollar less valuable than the euro? Because I know the American dollar is. Uh, less than American dollars, yeah. Yeah. So you'll, you'll get more money, I guess, uh, if, if you are where you are. Hmm, okay, if you want to get Australian dollars, uh, if you come to Australia, then you'll get, you'll have more money. Oh, okay. You know, like I think in the American and in the U.S., on the <coughs> average, I mean, there's always people who make way more, and there's people that make way less. But on the average, I would assume, I think that massages go for about a dollar a minute. Uh, so, yeah. you know, an hour, you know, an hour, you'll pay about 60 bucks-ish, and, you know, 90 would be, you know, 90 to $100 probably for an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah. It just depends on inflation, and uh, people charge differently as well. well. Let me ask you this: Do when you do your massage, do you feel like your massage is more musculoskeletal based, like like hardcore, 
musculoskeletal based or do you feel like is it more of a general muscle relaxation and and what i mean by this because i don't even know if you know this besides besides doing all this stuff i'm a chiropractor as well i'm not practicing yeah i'm not practicing right now no no but there's a lot of amazing techniques for and they just call them soft tissue techniques which to me is can be considered massage as it is but one time i had to do some um continuing education and this chiropractor had this technique of if you had a headache below above the eyes then you work all the muscles that are innervated by c1 spinal nerve one right and if you're below the eyes you you work all the muscles that are c2 and some of them are going to overlap as well. But so that's what I kind of mean about hardcore. If a person comes in with a certain pain or a certain condition, are you more like, okay, let's just, you've got like a, this calf problem. We're really got to work on this today or a headache problem. Or would you say you're more of a general overall, just relief, relieve, you know, general muscle tightness and, and which is, I'm not saying either one is right or wrong and nothing, you know what I mean? I'm just kind of curious what you, where your focus is. Yes. So I'm more of the uh, relaxing sort of um, person. Right. Definitely I will spend more time on the area that's bothering you. But uh, because I do believe a holistic approach to everything. So even though your cow, for example, is in pain, but then when we balance it elsewhere through the whole body, then your calf will feel better as well. Because say if you have a back pain, then we can approach it through uh, your uh, feet, through reflexology, right? right? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you can approach it on the back itself and it may relate to your neck as well. And it may relate to your uh, pecs as well, your chest. So I see it from lots of angles and then it can stem from your emotional uh, depletion that's why the guided meditation comes in very very handy uh, to help you on an emotional level as well because all that you can see or feel um, over here uh, not all like that Uh, how, how do I say it it can the source of it can stem from emotional blockages Right. I agree with that. I mean, I, t- I totally agree with that. I mean, you know, the, they call it psychosomatic or whatever, but your mind and your, your mind-body connections all one. And you really kind of need to work all of them, I think, to get the best results, you know, which I think you're doing, which is the guided meditation and the massage at the same time. So I think that's fantastic what you're doing. Um uh, what was I was going to say was that um, I know for me when I used to, I haven't got a massage in a long time, but when I got them, I don't want someone doing real. I don't. I'm not asking for light touch either, but I don't want really deep tissue either because when it's just hurting and someone's just really you know working your muscles and it's painful, I can't relax. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm just kind of like you're trying to like ah, not so hard. Ah, it's too hard. You're kind of please a little bit less pressure, right? Whereas yeah. I would prefer just to have a massage and, 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 you know, you feel good, but I don't want, you know, like, like I said, some people are trying to do deep tissue muscle therapy and they, and maybe I needed it. You know what I mean? Maybe they felt, felt a lot of muscle spasms and, and stuff that, you know, that needed to be treated, but it's just, I did, I wouldn't feel relaxed afterwards. I was just kind of tolerating the pain. 
Yes, that's why earlier I mentioned, even though I do deep tissue, I give a lot of relaxation as well, because for me as a client myself, I hate, uh, you know, just being digged mm-hmm. at uh, right. continuously without any sort of relief. So for therapists, it is handy to uh, be able to read the client's body language. So when oh, it's too much, like they uh, tense up uh, instead of feeling more relaxed, they uh, tense up uh, because you're digging too deep, then you need to back off a little bit. Right. All right. Um, Well, for the audience out there, what is the best way for them to reach you? If they would like to um, get some complimentary discovery session with me, I can offer it. um, You can register through my website, so www.kayangan.com.au. Mm-hmm. Um, or I would love to invite your tribe to join in my next group coaching workshop. Okay. Uh, because of our location, I can't fly in one minute to your location and give you a massage. Right. <laughs> right. But through uh, coaching online, then we still can, you know, uh, get some healing transformation happening together. Yeah, that's great. I didn't think about that as you could do coaching right here through Zoom like we're doing. Absolutely. Um, yeah. uh, let so me, I sent you a link um, th- that you can share away. Mm-hmm. And so you may be listening right now on Apple Podcast or Spotify. And just to let the audience know, wherever you're listening from, this podcast was actually done live on Twitch and Facebook, and it's on YouTube. So um, I will put a link to her website. Well, there's already a link on my Facebook page. And that's just Jeff Mara podcast. You can find that on fa- on Facebook. But for someone that <coughs> excuse me, for someone that's just listening on an audio stream only, why don't you say again? Um, let's. Ju- I know it sounds simplistic, but it's best just to say it's K A H Y A N G A N dot com dot A U. That's it. So because of. People may have heard, you know, Kayanga, and they don't, what? They have no way of spelling that. So I just wanted to kind of break it down. Thank you. Okay, before we wrap it up here, do you have one last message that you would like to give out to the audience? Right, because we're talking about um, relaxation here mainly. Uh, I guess the same thing that I said to the healthcare workers that I've been helping um, so far through this workshop, just remember that um, you are important too. So uh, typically for moms, for example, you know, you guys are so busy looking after others. Just remember that you need to unplug and look after yourself as well because you are important too. You know, uh, mm-hmm. parents, not just moms, parents, uh, any sort of profession that typically are looking after others. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. So just remember that. All right. Okay, guys. Let me just make sure this is going good. And I think we are. I know we're live on Twitch. And yes, we are live on Facebook. So before we go here, Ingrid is going to give me a guided meditation slash visualization. She usually does this with music, but of copyright issues, we do not have any um, royalty-free music. So we'll do the best we, that we can just with her voice. And um, I guess basically I'll just I'll leave it up to you and you can guide me. 
Sure. Jeff, if I can ask you a question, what sort of piece of nature relaxes you most? I think that I like the forest. The forest. Okay. Wonderful. Like a like oh, forest, right. tall trees, um, you know, cool, you know, 75 degree temperature, cool temperatures, lots of plants. Sure. No bugs. No, <laughs> <laughs> no mosquitoes. <laughs> that can bug you yeah definitely <laughs> sure no worries okay guys we're about to do a guided meditation so if you are driving your car or if you're doing anything that is dangerous right now due to you falling asleep or you know um you know just not paying attention to what you are doing then you should pause this and come back later so you can do the meditation or you can just fast forward if that's possible and then come back to this later. But um, again, we do not want you to get in any way of having physical danger to yourself. <laughs> yes, of course. Here we go. So if you can close your eyes and sit comfortably on your chair with your feet firmly planted to the ground and your back is resting nicely onto the back of your chair and your hands just gently resting on your lap i invite you to take a nice big relaxing breath in and slowly out take a nice big relaxing breath in and slowly out. So do this a few more times in your own time to relax your body, to relax your mind. Not thinking about the past or worrying about the future. Simply focusing on the now and be present. Once you are more connected with your body, with your breath, with your mind, I invite you to imagine in your mind that you are walking in the middle of a rainforest. Surrounded by big trees, lush and green just around you. I invite you to breathe the fresh air. Breathe in deeply. And breathe out slowly. Breathe in deeply. And breathe out slowly. And now I invite you to stop your walk and hug a big tree in front of you. Just pick a tree, any tree. And I invite you to hug it. So feel the temperature of the tree. Absorb that. Absorb the energy 
of the tree that is grounding and connect with the energy of the forest that is peaceful. It gives you that space for solitude away from the busy world that you live in daily, away from your distractions or stress sources like the news, for example, that is full of fear of the coronavirus and any other stress triggers that you may have. Maybe your kids, maybe your work, maybe other people's opinions. They try to project their values onto you that just not align with your values. So simply let go of those and connect with this tree. Take a nice relaxing breath in and with every breath out, I invite you to let go and release of your stress. Breathe in deeply, absorb the grounding energy from this tree and breathe out slowly, letting go of any aches and pain in your body. Breathe in deeply, absorb the beautiful grounding energy from this tree. Breathe out slowly, releasing, letting go of any frustration, any anger that you may have towards someone else or something else. You don't have to be anywhere else right now. Just be here, be present, and allow yourself space to heal. So now that you have done so, I invite you to let go of the hug, let go of this tree. Say your grace inside of your, ha uh, your heart for the wonderful opportunity to be able to be alone in this beautiful piece of nature that is very peaceful, grounding, relaxing. And slowly, slowly, I invite you to come back to your room in your house. Feel the chair that you're sitting on. Feel the ground underneath your feet. Take a nice relaxing breath in. And slowly out. Wiggle your toes, wiggle your fingers. And when you're ready, open up your eyes.
Welcome back. Yeah, that was nice. That was yes. great. Thank you. So as simple as that, I can take anywhere, uh, sorry, anyone, anywhere, even to space, just like your background. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. How are you feeling now? Yeah, I'm feeling more relaxed. Do you ever do like your own, like do you listen to guided meditations on YouTube or what do you get for you? Or do you get another practitioner to guide you through meditations or what do you do personally? No, I use an app called um, Calm and I meditate with my husband uh, twice a day. So first when we get up in the morning and before we go to sleep. Oh, interesting. <laughs> Is the yeah. would you think that the meditation in the morning would make you too relaxed, or it's not? You know what I mean? Like it's just you need the energy to get going and doing stuff, or or maybe I'm way off base. <laughs> um, no, just to um, set the filter right. Just like when you're wearing sunglasses, uh, sunglasses, you filter the glare of the sun, and mm -hmm. so you can see clearly. So same thing, like. Uh, doing a meditation first thing in the morning that you set your uh, mood right so you're ready for your day whereby the night one uh, helped me to fall asleep wow yeah that'd be real interesting I really wish I could try one of the meditations with the actual massage I think that would be something you know really amazing to try yeah. you would have to as the practitioner and you're doing a 90 minute massage mm -hmm. um Will you be guiding the meditation the entire time or is no, there a certain just point? As, as long as what I just gave you, maybe just slightly longer. Oh, okay. uh, no, it's just part of, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I said, like, I give you complimentary guided meditation. If you want, mm -hmm. I can do that to help you relax even more. That's what I say. Right. Do you find that people just fall asleep on the table? Eventually, yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I would assume at some point, you know. It's not hypnosis, obviously, but if you're doing, you know, you you combine the touch with the, you know, the the meditation. At some point, you know, I could see it'd be easy to just kind of like totally zone out and fall asleep. Yes, and sleeping is the best form of meditation, anyway. So it heals the body. So yeah, win-win for everyone. Yeah, that's great. Okay. <laughs> Ingrid, thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you so much for sharing your time with me and all of us. I really appreciate you. And um, I wish you massive success with your spa. And I wish you health and happiness and prosperity. Oh, thank you so much for having me here. So keep well and lots of love, people. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Yeah.